All right. Maybe, Maybe both. both. Here we go. Wait, does, does the bot record webcams, though? Because that's relevant. No, it doesn't. It, it's audio only. Mm. Then I will, audio I will have only. My gestures. We'll, we'll need, like, a, a video solution at some point. But for now, welcome to City of the Mist podcast. Starring. Uh, my name is Wei. I'm going to be emceeing. Um... This is a superstar cast plus Noah, and I'm really out of my depth. Will, why don't you introduce yourself? I am Will. I'll be playing the character Lee Han today. I'm Nick, and I will be playing Agave. I'm Ren, and I'll be playing Kaz. Hi, Noah. Hi, Emma. Hi, Marcus. <laughs> we'll see you in the future. We'll see you next time on City of Mist City podcast. of Mist. Scene one. We open on a gray, overcast day. A light drizzle is coming down. We see an old man sitting on rusting scaffolding. His face is weather-beaten and haggard and very, very old. His body is hunched over, expression world-weary and tormented, just like the patched-up remains of his once-fancy suit. He's holding a fishing rod, seemingly heedless to the rain. And as we zoom out, we see he's precariously high up, hitting on the flimsy steel beam of an unfinished building overlooking the coastline. It's so flimsy, it looks like jet fuel could melt it. Damn, I forgot I wrote that line. <laughs> Sitting next to him is an extra large cup of soda, the kind you can only get at fast food places, but without a lid or straw, sitting there collecting rainwater. The camera zooms in on that cup, but we don't see any logo. Scene two. Fade in on a muscular man wearing large, thick goggles with multicolored lights flashing all over his face. We zoom out and we see he's absolutely jacked. Pecs, broad shoulders, biceps, triceps, forearms, calloused hands, all massive. His fingers are steepled, clearly watching something intently, but his eyes are also flicking around rapidly, focusing on many different things at once. We keep zooming out and we see, in stark contrast to his upper half, everything below his waist is completely shriveled and disfigured. Drunken legs. That steel beams comment is going to live on in my head rent-free for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I offer my sincerest apologies for that. Keep zooming out and we see, in stark contrast to his upper half, everything is below his waist is completely shriveled and disfigured. Drunken legs bend and twist at unnatural angles which explains the wheelchair. We zoom out just far enough to catch a glimpse of a pair of huge red metal boots in the background before the POV cuts 180 degrees. We see now the back of the wheelchair and all those multicolored lights, a series of screens, all displaying different videos and cute music. Oh yeah, here we okay. go. Here we go. Screen one uh, is a wild rave, music blasting, bright lights shooting all over the place, people going absolutely wild on the dance floor, most of them waving glow sticks and well inebriated. All of their attention is on the DJ at the front of the room, who's working the turntables with supernatural proficiency, driving the crowd even wilder. Oh yeah, wait for this beat drop. The DJ is the absolute center of attention building up and dropping the beat in perfect sync with the mood. 
DJ motions to the crowd to put their hands up and the crowd immediately obeys. Without warning, DJ leaps from their dais into the sea of outstretched hands. The crowd goes wild as the DJ crowd surfs, which is why they don't see the dark figure entering from a side door, clad in all black leather, face obscured by a tinted motorcycle helmet. The all black outfit stands in stark contrast to the vivid neon of the rave, but no one's noticed yet. The music's still slamming and the party's still popping. The black figure wordlessly pushes their way through the crowd towards the crowd surfing DJ, waits for the DJ to be directly overhead and seizes them from their lofty position. Nearby partygoers cry out in shock, but the DJ is too inebriated to notice. Swaying from their perch, all they can manage is an enthusiastic thumbs up as the dark figure roughly slings the DJ over their shoulder and marches them out of the crowd. Nearby dancers turn in confusion. That rainbow of lights flashes and flickers, and you'd swear you saw one of the dancers disappear. Alright, let's cut the music now. No longer appropriate. Um, screen 2 depicts a deserted city crossroads. We see apartment complexes, a dim-lit diner, and an auto repair shop all crowding an em empty intersection. The total lack of anything living is disconcerting. The dense packed buildings suggest dense packed people, but the scene is completely still. Nothing moves because nothing can move. As we zoom out, we see a tall black pole looming in the distance, looking very out of place. Keep zooming out and we see a large black box on top of the pole. After a while, we realize the box is a light source, the kind you would see on a film set. Keep zooming out and we realize it's because the crossroads actually is a film set. The entire scene is currently sitting on a large desk. A smartphone on a tripod sits ready to capture the impending action. As the camera pans, we notice a small pocket-sized notebook on the desk, pages stained by some unknown brown substance. Camera lingers on the notebook for a while. We see compact rows of neat handwriting in a strange language. Suddenly, a hand comes from out of frame and tears out the page we're looking at. All right, last scene. With a screen three, we see a plated door. We zoom out and we see a variety of locks on the door. A beefed up metal reinforced doorknob, a thick steel deadbolt, hinged bar lock, rusting chain lock, heavy duty vertical slide. Dust gathering on all of them. Keep zooming out and we see we're in a cramped studio apartment. Very cramped. What first stands out is the mess. Articles of clothing strewn haphazardly, takeout containers with mysterious brown stains stacked on the kitchen counter, piles and piles of some kind of sporting magazine and various technical manuals scattered everywhere. The second thing that stands out is the enormous heap of cash, neatly stacked against a wall. Stacks and stacks of cash, thousands and thousands of dollars, mostly $100 bills, held together by rubber bands and money clips. The only part of the apartment that's not a total disaster is the old-timey cathode ray TV, a small, chunky cube facing a desiccated sofa. Moonlight streams in from a tiny window. The camera lingers on the window for a while. Then a well-fed stray cat comes into frame and presses her chubby face up against the glass. All right, scene opens on Will. You can describe your character. Sort of youngish-looking um, man. Shorter in stature and smaller in build, but somewhat, somewhat athletic. Asian-American gentleman. Glasses, simply dressed in a white shirt, a leather jacket and jeans. Um, with a small sort of... Faint smile on his face. Weird things have been happening 
um, in your life, things that shouldn't be physically possible. Mm -hmm. You've told your wife, her name is Faye, mm -hmm. but she hasn't believed you. Um, so you decide to go ask your good friend, Christopher. Christopher is a very uh, thick set and barrel chested man built like an Olympic power lifter. He's got a big beard and a big laugh and he leans in. And he's like, so Lee, what is it you wanted to talk about today? Are we like at his, at his food truck, right? He runs a food truck. Yeah. Yeah. You're outside. There's a uh, various, he's uh, as he's talking, he's serving uh, various children, low income community, but his brightly colored food truck is sort of the center of attention. Um, so you, you two are outside, it's warm summer day. Both of you are leaned up against the food truck. It's like, so tell me, what's been going on? I, I don't know. It's it's almost stupid to bring it up, but something weird has been going on at the kitchen. Maybe it's just a lot of stress. Of, but look, I was running a late shift the other night. I had skeleton crew, you know, three, four people. And Melanie, she was bringing the stew off the burner, right? Big pot. She was moving really fast, didn't see me. And I knew that if I didn't get out of her way, I'd have third degree burns all over my entire body. I didn't even look. I just stepped to the side, moved right out of her way. She passed within inches of me, and she looked up and didn't even realize I was there. It's like, I don't know, felt like I was in a dream or something. I could see it happening before it happened. Mm. It's not the only thing, but it happened just last night. And I can't stop thinking about it. Uh, you look over, your friend Chris has got a big smile on his face. He's like, oh, there's, uh, there's someone I want you to meet. There's someone I want you to meet, Lee. And uh, you guys walk around the back of the food truck, and um, we see an animal shelter. This is the animal shelter that your friend Chris runs in his free time. There's not very many people there right now, but uh, he sort of leads you along. Um, toward the very back, very, very back, where all the mo the least wanted strays are. And uh, he points to a dark figure in the corner, and he says, Well, they don't talk much, but I think they might be kind of like you. And Ren, describe character. Hmm. Sorry, I'm trying to make a decision here. Yeah, I don't think I am wearing my helmet right now. Yeah, I am a really tall individual um i don't think you can really tell exactly how tall because they're sitting on the floor but tall broad dressed entirely in black black leather motorcycle pants that are reinforced with uh, like noticeable padding black leather jacket also looks thick rein well reinforced sort of very ashy light brown skin somebody who's not going out in the sun very much and i think they're also wearing sunglasses too right now they're wearing sunglasses inside um but what you can see of their face has there are a couple of patches that look a little bit rough the color looks just a bit off um like road rash scars like like road rash scars and then they have one um sort of neat line of a scar running across their face for our listeners out there i just made multiple gestures that um you guys can't see so sorry about that 
But I think I just kind of look over my shoulder and I look very surprised. Uh, even even under the shades, I think like my eyebrows are raised so high that you you can tell. Like I was not expecting this, and I just kind of like raise up a hand. <laughs> Chris uh, walks over to you and leans in, kind of close. Um, is like I think I found someone like you. Uh, I'll leave you two to it, and turns around, gives Lee another big smile. Question: Why have I? told him about any weird things that have been happening or is this coming completely out of the blue um it's coming completely out of the blue yeah for sure yeah and this this scene is happening first okay mm-hmm. i look wildly confused i think i just i think i just like sit staring at you in awkward silence sort of returning your gaze cold-eyed, sort of expressionless, uh, look you over from head to toe a couple of times. Um, and then I just sort of like blink, shake my head a little, and then I'll slowly walk over, um, give you a small smile and say, hello, I'm Lee. You know Christopher? Nod, and I sort of like, I pull out, a, I think, a, a sticky notepad out of my um, motorcycle jacket pocket, and then I just write, has on it k-a-z and um then i point at myself and i nod at the christopher question i sort of nod slowly as well and just sort of sit down in front of you look from my left to right and say can you see things before they happen too i shake my head and then I kind of like give you a look and I just sort of like, I assume we're next to sort of a wall of, of crates or something of the like. I sort of just like put my hand out and I just reach through the bars. Like it looks almost as if my body dissolves into shadow and I just move my hand through the object before pulling it back. And then it goes back to looking normal staring in utter disbelief <laughs> um, out of this show Jaw of power. meets floor. <laughs> um, <laughs> sort of like a, a little bit pale, like paleness creeps into the face. Um, but then uh, take a stiff swallow and nod and say, I can do things too. Sorry, I'm late. Oh, hey, Marcus. Welcome. Hi, Marcus. Hello, Marcus. We're in the midst of a scene right now, but I'm very happy you could make it. I um, just kind of cock my head to the side, and then I make sort of a elaborate gesture. We might actually cut the scene here, unless you guys want to keep going. No, I think that's a good, that's a good cut. Yeah, I feel like that's a good cut, too. All right, we'll cut the scene there. We will now cut to maybe like same day. Uh, Kaz and Lee have had a very <laughs> had have had some kind of a conversation. We might flash back to that later. Um, at the animal shelter, Lee, you have a business meeting with a uh, shipping company to secure your uh, various interests. 
and expansion. Um, so what is your preferred method of transportation? Not a car. Yeah, okay. So uh, you pull up into the parking lot of, um, it's a dockside warehouse. Um, big logo, flashing lights, uh, or not flashing lights, I guess just a painted on logo. It says, name what you need, Inc. Um, it is a massive uh, shipping warehouse. As you enter, you're greeted by a Hispanic man, roughly your age. And he says, oh, Lee, Mr. Han, Lee, how should I address you? Uh, Lee is fine. Uh, Lee, listen, Robert's just waiting for you upstairs. Don't mind the dog, by the way. So he points to like a, t a second story office. And he's like, yeah, Robert's just upstairs. Don't mind, don't mind the dog. So I... You want to head there? As you walk move, move inside the way. Stairs, yeah. As you walk inside the warehouse, you see there's all manner of many, many different items um, being moved around, and it kind of seems to be exactly what you're looking for. You enter the office. Marcus, why don't you describe your character, your office, and your familiar? Which description of the familiar? <laughs> the real one. The, oh, okay. by the way, I don't, I don't know how, like secret people want to keep their myths but i think we this want is, to keep this is it, the like, marley and me one secret. right yeah this is the Mar this is the marley and me <laughs> one so marcus <laughs> I, put, I don't know if you saw those teaser arts of the characters yeah. i put in uh yours <laughs> yours was the dog and i just tried so hard to hide the fact that your myth was marley and me but they figured it oh. out man they figured it out i couldn't protect it ace ace detectives here <laughs> they're super sleuths Ah, you actually don't see a dog at all. The most striking thing you see is just a giant clay man standing in the corner. Uh, he doesn't have a face, just a couple of letters carved into his forehead. The rest of the office is mostly plain. There's a window that uh, kind of looks out into the water. Is it neat or disorganized? And what does your character look like? What are they wearing? Um, yeah, so there's bookshelves that have kind of various books and things haphazardly thrown onto there. Uh, no, I lied. That's the wrong character. They're very neat. They're, they're, it, <laughs> I said the wrong thing. There's a bunch of bookshelves uh, very neatly aligned. Any uh, books or objects on there are all in their right place. My own character is wearing a, a uh, not a full suit, but a uh, button-down shirt tucked in, uh, very neatly dressed. A quick glance at the bookshelves shows books of every language. English, Spanish, Hindi, Chinese, Arabic. Um, languages you don't even recognize. Um, so you've entered this office. Uh, you're intending to meet uh, with this guy. Was I expecting him? You were. Uh, this was an appointment you had. Um, you are aware that this is a new client who wants to procure services. He is... Um, an owner of a nonprofit um, who wants to expand his organization. Uh, that's what you're told by Julian. You never really manage the people, but um, Julian likes Julian is your uh, your co-founder. Wants you to meet everybody that you work with. He just thinks it's good practice. Uh, uh, what was your name again? Lee Han. You can just call me Lee. Oh, good to meet you, Lee. I shake your hand. Yeah, shake your hand back. And how might I address you? You can just call me Robert. Most people oh, are, most people have a hard time with the last name. Pleasure, Robert. <clears throat> well, so what is it you're looking to buy or procure, uh, as it may be? Well, I run a number of soup kitchens. 
in the old district and I was looking to expand. Um, so I'll need ovens, uh, ventilation systems, you know, cookware, pots, pans, um, things of that nature. Okay, I reach into a drawer looking through a uh, clipboard. As you um, are doing that, uh, Will notice, you notice the giant clay man um, start to move. And it has like a large, uh, it brings out like a large sheet of parchment. And as you're talking, it is like writing down, like, like it's taking notes, which is very strange uh, to you. Um, but I guess this makes for three supernatural events that have happened um, within the past day or so. There's something within me. Perhaps it's um, the legend that's taking root inside of me. Perhaps it's um, me trying to convince myself that I'm not going crazy. Um, but I just try my hardest not to pay attention to it at all. So you, you do not see me deviate vision from you and your business. Um, it's as if that <laughs> clay golem It's not indeed a clay golem. You're like, there's not a clay golem. There's, there's not, not a clay, a clay golem. golem. Meanwhile, this massive clay golem <laughs> is like just writing down everything you say. Beads of sweat forming on your forehead. Um, it's like the elephant in the room, but it's actually just a massive clay golem in the room. <laughs> right, I go through. I'm looking. Uh, you know, plenty of construction in the city. Lots of people looking for ventilation equipment. And I start like coming through, making a show of looking for excess inventory I could get to you. Great scene, guys. The purpose of the scene is for you to both be aware that you're like <laughs> awakened somehow. Um, so, so when Will just said, I completely ignore the clearly magical thing that's happening, I'm I like, mean... hmm, this seems like a challenge. When the golem finishes a page, it tears it off and hands it to me. And I'm like, cut out of my head, and I say, good dog. <laughs> <laughs> Back to what I was doing. I mean, it's what I would do. Um, shit, alright. Uh, it's, uh, it's a nice dog you have there. What breed is it? <laughs> what? She's a border collie. I know it's hard to tell, always rolling around in the mud. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of mud. That's a lot. Actually, can I? It's it's made of clay. You said that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it made of entirely still, of clay. still pliable clay. <laughs> can I? I'd like to reach out with my power and manipulate like just a little piece of the oh, the earth, shit. like just like on its toe, and just like bring it towards me, like slide it along the ground very slowly and quietly. <laughs> uh yeah i would say that is a perfect use of the power you are able to effortlessly do so you break off like maybe a fist-sized chunk of the toe and it starts being dragged towards you uh you as you start pulling this chunk of clay on the ground the golem like steps forward and <laughs> starts to try to, like grab it <laughs> I want to. I want to actually take the the chunk of clay and like flick it up towards the ceiling and just hold it in the air so it can't reach it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's now hovering like quite close to the ceiling. Uh, the golem now is like reaches into the air and is like jumping, trying to trying to grab this piece of loose clay. Okay, <laughs> I, I've been looking I down at my papers, not paying attention to what's happening. As soon as the golem starts jumping. It's quite a heavy golem, so it like kind of like like dis like rustles the papers like try <laughs> to grab this piece of toe. What are you what are you doing? Why? What? I want to bring. I want to bring the the piece of clay. Uh, I want to bring the piece of clay back down and then like allow the golem to catch it and say, "Yep, what's really going on here?" Who are you? <laughs> oh, the we simultaneous time. Yeah, we that said it's so time. sweet. <laughs> oh my god, we're cutting the scene right there. Perfect, <laughs> perfect cut to the scene. All right, so scene opens on a garage, quite a large garage. There's all sorts of different vehicles in various st states of disrepair. We see somebody sitting on a uh, bench. You see someone sitting on the bench. Nick, why don't you describe your character? Uh, Gave is deeply attractive, and their hair dyed a deep purple falls over their face a little bit. Uh, they do not sit how humans usually sit in things. Their legs are probably propped up in the air a bit, and their outfit does not seem at all fitting to be in... Where are we? A car repair shop? Mm -hmm. A garage. A garage, a car repair garage. All right. Uh, so the shirt and uh, uh, the shorts are bright white uh, with flecks of neon color on them. Uh, earrings. We we got some. We got some fan art. I think we can finally post. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I was waiting for for a good lull. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can keep talking. Yeah. Uh, it, a deep tan colored skin, and you can't really tell uh, their heritage, their uh, their parental origin, and they just kind of seem drunk, maybe? Yeah, sort of head moving around back and forth. So you're doing what you need to be doing, quite to your chagrin, actually. And you watch as a black-clad figure just completely to your surprise phases through the wall and just walks straight through the wall oh, hey, as, as you as you watch that happening you are also at the same time conjuring a bottle into existence so kaz as you walk through the wall you see uh this person you've known for quite a while conjuring a bottle of like very fine wine out of nothing um into existence Hey, Kat, you want, you want a glass, Kaz? It's fresh, just uncorked. I'm just it. like, I'm just like staring at you, and I think it takes like a solid five seconds of me just like staring at you. Helmet's on, so you can't necessarily tell, but it's facing you. And then I just like point at you. I, I, and then I, I point, point at myself. Start doing finger guns. And then guns. I point at you. And then I think I sit down. I think I just like sit, like I slide down against the wall. I, I, I will, I will walk over to you and say, "Rough day," and sort of slide down, sit next to you. Turn, I turn towards you, and then I just like shake my head a little bit, and I think I, I, I think I actually say, "Rough month." Hmm. 
And then I just, I gesture for our listeners out there, like, just kind of wildly in a dude, what the fuck kind of way. Mm. <laughs> like, Agave is not reacting at all. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly just conjured something out of thin air. I do, I do a little like. Mm. I, I can't really tell what, what you want right now, but like. I got I got white wine too. Agave pulls out a bottle of white wine from behind him that clearly was not behind them before. I just like hold up hold up one hand. Um, Kaz doesn't drink, by the way, Nick. I don't remember if I told you that, mm. but Kaz doesn't drink. Um, so they just kind of like hold up a hand, and and then they just what do they do? I think again, it takes them like a solid number of seconds to respond to that. I look behind you visibly <laughs> like 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 i just walk up to him and try to look behind the back yeah there's yeah nothing there. i make another what the fuck gesture again like i'm just any response <laughs> if not we're just gonna cut the scene yeah yeah you can cut the scene here Honestly, right. I think that's a great cut. We cut, we cut the scene on Kaz making like extremely vivid what the fuck gestures, like right at the camera. It, it is unclear whether uh, Agave actually saw Kaz walk through a wall or if that was just sort of like a. No, it was. Well, like to, like to Agave. It's explicitly clear that he did. So oh, okay, super sure. clear. All right. No, it's, it was unclear that whether it was that or like the drunkenness. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's fair. That's reasonable. Okay, uh, scene opens on a very modern, spacious penthouse apartment. Uh, it's nestled in one of the most expensive downtown areas. There's tasteful modern art, classical marble statues of various animals um, adorning the room. Uh, the room has two figures, both roughly the same age. Uh, the first is a thin, balding man. Um, he's wearing a dark suit. It's unbuttoned down the front. He's also got a subtle, like, understated silver chain necklace. Um, seated with him is a tall, beautiful red-haired woman. She's wearing an elegant black dress and a matching silver bracelet. Um, hard to tell how much makeup she's on. she has on. Clearly some, but she looks so good it's hard to say. Um, they're seated around a uh, coffee table. The man has got his head on his left hand, drumming the fingers on his right. His eyes are closed, jaws clenching and unclenching. The woman looks calm and composed. She reaches into a bowl of olives and pops one into her mouth. Um, Agave, how do you enter the scene? Uh, Agave just sort of like wakes up and leans up over a couch nearby in the like living room area uh your brother says so can we finally get started oh yeah yeah sorry uh, gabe will flip over the back of the couch uh and, and just stumble their way over to the table those goddamn it sibling why do you always have to sleep during sleep right before family meetings oh like I've been waiting for you he could have just woken me up he heaves a sigh and says Never mind. You want some olives? Pushes the bowl of olives towards you. Agave takes a handful. All right. Uh, how goes uh, how goes your work? Has anyone found out? Found out what? You know, the manufacturing. Does anyone know? 
I don't think so. Like, usually, usually like, the, the blackout gets the people, you know? Says, he kind of narrows his eyes, you're sure nobody knows? You know, I, I was hanging out with Kaz earlier, and they were really freaking out about something. So... Oh, God. Kaz they is know? cool. Uh, the, uh... The woman smiles at that. Um, like, I agree. Kev is cool. But uh, you can see the uh, the older man kind of starts looking a bit angrier. He's like, they don't know, do they? Just tell me they don't know. Tell me they don't know, Gabe. I don't know what people don't know. He heaves a sigh. Listen, we don't have time to deal with this. We, as you know, we've done quite well over the past couple of months. We're looking to grow further. And that's going to entail certain responsibilities on your end. Pauses slightly, and then leans in. Can you handle that? Agave pauses for a moment and thinks back. They really can't, but they nod. Yeah, I can do it. Um, your sister Valencia at this point kind of narrows her eyes a little bit and says, You know how much we've done for you. Yeah, you guys mean the world to me. I'm like, okay. Your brother looks relieved as he keeps the sign and he's back. What I needed to hear, Agave, it's what I needed to hear. And he starts unrolling a... Well, I guess he wouldn't unroll. He would pull a piece of paper out of his pocket um, and unfold it, and it is a list of names. He says, all right, Agave, pay attention. All right. And the scene cuts there. So maybe we'll do like a montage of like, you know, um, Robert helping Lee out with the soup kitchen for a while. You know, you've been working for a couple of weeks now and uh, you developed like a friendly working relationship. You know, it's professional, but um, you're both cool people. You've been getting along and maybe after work one day you uh, decide to go out for dinner, you know, get some dinner together. So. You're walking to the uh, restaurant at um, City Intersection. This would be in one of the poorer areas of the city. And also at that same intersection, um, Agave and Kaz are hanging out, doing what they do, when all of a sudden you hear in the distance uh, what sounds like a very, very loud motorcycle engine. And uh, suddenly, out of nowhere, there's a uh, loose, like a runaway motorcycle. It's like clearly, like you know, three times above the speed limit. Um, you look, and the driver appears to not be conscious, passed out. Uh, it's quite a futuristic-looking, like high-tech motorcycle with a with a large windshield. Runaway motorcycle. People scream, leap out. Uh, uh, people scream, and you all have a very brief moment to act following immediately huh? i'm immediately following uh you're stand you're standing at the cross oh, like we're hanging out we might get hit by it yeah is it moving very fast it's moving very very fast yes oh, stand in front of that thing and brace yourself oh nice wait do you just call your golem dog yeah i call it yeah its name is dog it's, it's like right. a pokemon dog i choose uh, you okay so what's happening here is let's try to let's try to use this 
Um, so there's a speeding motorcycle in the scene, and it has this status. Let's call it out of control. Four. So what you want to do is have the golem stand in front of the motorcycle and just brace. Yeah. Okay. Like make a wall what, and try to stop the thing. What else is? Uh, what else is? What What do other people want to do? Actually, we can do I a think... roll real quick for that. So let's see what happens. What would this be? What kind of role would this be? I think this might be a take the risk or go toe to toe. I, I, I guess I don't know enough about the golem, but I, I feel like this is go toe to toe. All right, yeah. go toe to toe. Okay, so what you're gonna do, Marcus, is whatever tags you think are relevant to this role, uh, just name what they are, and. Then a face danger after that, maybe it's like a linked. So for the, like, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Tags, uh, mindlessly resolute because it because I'm ordering it to stand in front of a speeding motorcycle and it's doing it. Yeah, and uh, plus inhuman strength. Plus inhuman probably. strength. I think those both make sense. So plus two. Yeah. All right, and then if you just click this circle, it'll roll the two. It'll roll uh two d six for you. Is there any way I can assist on this? Because I feel like this is something I would assist on. Could I do a change the game uh, here as well? Oh, yeah. Actually, maybe we should have done that before. Got to do that uh, before the roll, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that looks um, like a success, right? So that was five plus two. Um, nine. Right. Barely. Which is a mixed success. So. Uh, yeah, so you, you had a plus two, so that would reduce this out of control um, by two, right? So there we go. So now it's a three. Um, so you watch as the motorcycle slams into it. You've managed to reduce some of the speed, um, but now it what what's happened is it's clipped off. It, did, it wasn't a direct hit because it was moving erratically, so it kind of did a glancing blow off of the side. A huge chunk of clay like sprays out into the street as people are screaming like, Oh, the dog, not the dog. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> That is terrifying. Oh. <laughs> um, from their perspective, it looks like a dog just like didn't like just tanked a motorcycle hit and took no damage. Yeah, that nasty ass clipped. dog from the teaser pictures is what my golem looks like to sleepers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is everyone else doing? So the motorcycle the is still out of, out of control. Yeah, um, it's out of control. It got reduced by two. Uh, the golem got clipped. Yeah. Is Agave like safe and out of the way? Oh, actually, so since it was a mixed success, you also, Marcus, I'm going to give you a status. Let's say bruised golem. Bruised golem. Okay. Two. So a big chunk of, chunk of clay is sloughed off of it. Um, it's, you can't, it, it's moving too quickly. You don't have enough time to determine if Agave is out of the way or not. Um, it's also I'm, moving I'm very erratically. <clears throat> I'm pushing them out of the way. Okay. Like to the um, side. I don't think that's really an action. I think that's more just... Yeah, that's fine. You just push... Agave, you feel yourself being like pushed out of the way. 
right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will, did you want to do something? Yeah. So if the motorcycle's still out of control, um, I'd like to jump out into the street to get a little bit closer to it, and then I'll like reach out uh, with my hand and uh, with my other hand, uh, sort of two fingers, and sort of like stir the air. And as I stir the air, like the pavement of the street becomes like muddy and thick and slick. So the the pavement just becomes yeah. really slowing to the motorcycle. Yeah, the ground starts to churn uh, and froth. All right, uh, let's say this is a yeah, maybe a change the game roll to reduce status. How many tags do you want to invoke here? I think I think this is two tags, right? Because it's well, we have yeah. terrain manipulation, but also ground based effects are especially strong. Yes, yeah, that's plus two. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's 2d6. Yeah, you can just click. Here, I didn't recolor this. Give me my dice. Whoops, I didn't mean to click that for I'll, you. Yeah, you I'll, can just I'll, click, I'll click this. it. Boop. Do, 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 do. Plus two. Six plus two eight. is eight. All right, so that is going to be another minus two. One, two. It's now just merely out of control, two. Um, Ren, yeah, I'm picking up some static from your mic. Uh. It should go away when I talk, apparently. Is it still... Yeah, it auto-balanced. Cool. Yeah, just right. tell me whenever that happens, and I'll just give you, like, an um. Um, okay, so what has happened now... It, so it's clipped this clay golem. The, the ground has, like, churned and boiled, almost, um, to, like, and, and softened. So now the it's, um... It's still out of control. It's, it's swerving. You can see the, the rider is clearly not conscious. Um, I'd like to pursue. You'd like to pursue? I'd like to pursue. I'd like to get up alongside it. So I sort of turn around and I kind of pull my hands through the air and it almost looks like shadows are coalescing around and under me as a, another motorcycle forms. Um, and I'm riding after it. As soon as, soon as Agave is like safe and out of the way and I'm not worried about them like dying... Mm-hmm. I um, I'm trying to I think pull alongside it and I don't I don't know how motorcycles work. Um, <laughs> Wait, this is okay. This is a great guy so is a player. Yeah, um, I'm doing something. I'm affecting it somehow. Whatever the most effective way to stop a motorcycle is, I'm doing that. Right. So you're, you're, you're I don't know if chasing after it is the best way to do that. Um, so you, you hear the, the loud engine, um, I'm picturing the two groups, you know, the two duos are at opposite sides of the intersection. Um, but Robert and Lee very clearly see this, you know, black clad figure summon, uh, like a shadow motorcycle under them. Um, and just, just, uh, take off in hot pursuit. Um, okay. So what would this, what kind of role would this be? Static again, Ren. Also, that's uh, really fucking cool, by the words. way. Words. This might be a change the game, also. Maybe yeah, should... that makes sense to me. That that makes perfect sense to me, because I'm trying to pull alongside it and, like, hit the uh, emergency brake or whatever. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, invoke your tags and uh, make the roll. Okay, I think that this would apply street racing... Yes. Um, Phantasmal Mount and yes. Supernatural Reflexes. Yep, that's a plus three. Let's do it. So that's a nine. Okay, nine with a power of three. That 
completely reduces it down to zero. All right, so uh, it slammed into the clay golem. It got slowed down by the churning ground, and then uh, the shadow motorcyclist pulls up alongside and uh, is able to uh, reach over uh, and like on the handbrake and and squeeze the brake of the other of of the unconscious driver and uh, force it to a stop. Gave not super helpful in these kind of situations. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Um, the four of you, um, I'll feel a, a shiver go down your spine as you survey the scene. I think this is the first time any, all of you have seen, like, other people use their powers in, like, very big and dramatic ways. What would you like to do? Just like I check the pulse of the person on the motorcycle. Uh, you check the pulse? It, there yeah. is no pulse. Dead. Uh, as far yeah. as you can tell. Just a really heavy breath. Just is everyone all right? Wait, I'm you... not. I think I, I think I also um, dissolve the motorcycle. It just it just kind of like fades away into shadow. And I kick out the kickstand of the out of control one. And I'm I'm like looking at it. I'm looking at the make the model, seeing if I recognize anything about it. Did did, every, did anyone else see what it, like the ground changing? Is that is that real? Did that happen? Yeah. It happened, and I just wave my hand over it, and it just turns back into a street. Are you like a construction worker or something? <laughs> I work in a soup kitchen. Oh wow you you should you should like consider a change of careers. You're really good at this. <laughs> just sort of laugh, uh, <sighs> just shrug and say, "Can't say that uh, I've known how to do this all my life, but it seems pretty oh. useful, doesn't it?" Yeah, it's like something you learn, right? You you go to like engineer school. And they I don't teach know if they teach it at the community college. Oh, okay. So do I uh, recognize anything about this bike or its rider way? As you're examining the motorcycle, with no seeming inciting event, the glass windshield shatters. And uh, glass sprays out in every direction. Um, as it does so, the, the four of you are all sort of kind of close to the motorcycle. Um, you all feel a like intense uh, like malice um, or ill intent, like something wants uh, you to do harm, and the glass sprays out um, and showers each of you. I startle back horribly. Yeah, just hold up my arm to the shattering glass. So deal with uh, Gave, just a lot all, but a five minute conversation with the Gave has been the most tiring experience of my life. <laughs> <laughs> You said what? Plot hole? I said that the, the ordeal with the motorcycle is a lot and all, but a five-minute conversation with Agave has been the most tiring <laughs> experience of my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, does anybody recognize the guy on the bike? I don't think any of you would recognize him. Um, the bike is uh, to your knowledge has uh, a very like a luxury model like a very high-end luxury model that is not very good it's really more for show than That's static for use speak um nice. so yeah it's like a luxury model uh you look at the figure on the bike and they um appear to be very wealthy uh it's like a middle eastern looking man he's wearing designer jeans and like uh Gucci button-down dress shirt. Don't think I'd recognize that. Passed out. Honestly. 
Looks nice, uh, though. Yeah. Like a fancy could, pattern shirt. I think after the glass explodes, I, like, immediately back up. Um, and then I look over at Agave, and I just, like, sign uh, to them, did you feel? And then I just gesture at, at um, the motorcycle glass shattering thing and then i i finished signing with um like in your heart gave nods and signs back bad anger i say to you out loud i, I feel it too weird yeah something strange is going on not to mention there's shadow motorcycles and giant golems and i look up at the golem <laughs> I have a very quick um, bit of information slash question for Marcus. I'm assuming you have a can read all languages type ability. Um, would you also like recognize exactly what the language is and how it works, or is it just like translation? Like, what style of magic are we going for here? Yeah, this is pretty key. Like a lot of yeah, because it's not standard sign. Ah, uh, ooh, that's a really good question. I think for the purposes of the narrative, you understand the sign language completely. Okay. Like this is this is not this is not multilingualism. This is omnilingualism. Yeah. Like any on. language. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So this is okay. So, uh, yeah, this is like um, agave. Your family sign. It's like quite a well kept secret, and like, I guess you would just see. Uh, this man responding to it openly. Concern. Like, if if you notice or know anything about it, rather than just, like, intuiting the meaning of anything, um, you'd notice that it's specifically, like, standard sign language expression and, like, mouth movement is really important to understanding it. And this has almost been designed with, like, face coverings in mind, with not being able to see someone. Okay. Um... Just, just like a, a fun fact there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like we, an obscure dialect going, of ASL. I don't quick that. aside. I don't think I'm paying mind to that in the moment, but I'll keep it in mind. Dick. I look over the body for any kind of identification. Something yeah. Like that. Um. There's a wallet as well as uh, tucked into like the oh, his dude. jacket a folder, like a large uh, like Manila envelope. You know, like a sort of legal envelope. If this is side note, if this is how we're gonna get new investigations every time, we're we're gonna need to invest in some kind of insurance. <laughs> this is. Uh, this I do is actually a have a, a a quick question here. Um, I'll try yeah. uh, restarting my computer right after this, um, to see if that fixes it. Um, is this like, like, did did we know each other were being there? Because if did we know each other were going to be there? Because if not, I give Will like a little half-hearted and hesitant wave. Yeah, I look back at Kaz and just sort of do a questioning look and wave back. <laughs> so you, would you like to look at the wallet or the uh, the manila envelope you find on the body? It's kind of, He's kind of like loose. It's like kind of like lo loosely almost falling out already I'm gonna... of this person. I'm gonna pass the envelope onto 
anyone who's standing nearby, anyone who wants to take it, and I'm going to look at the wallet. I am not touching anything you picked up off a dead guy. I put my hand in the air and take it stuff. Okay, uh, the wallet identifies him as... If nobody else is taking the folder, I take it so that um, Lee's hands will be free. But, like, I don't really look through it or anything. You could give yeah, it to Lee Agave, pass- but that's a lot of responsibility. Uh, Lee passes the folder to Kaz, I guess. And uh, look in the wallet. He is identified, uh, he's got his motorcycle license, um, as a Navid Nguyen. Um, clearly a wealthy person, and actually make an investigate roll. Yeah, as you're like looking through this wallet, you can use whatever tags you would like to. Would political network be a political network? Here? Yes. Yeah, you're trying to see if he's related to the network. Or, right. Plus one. Okay. Plus one here. That's a five okay, plus one is, is six. That's... Yeah. So is there a consequence for that? No. Okay, so yeah, it's pretty sparse. Uh, there's a lot of cash in the wallet, like a lot of uh, a lot of money in there, maybe like a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like really nice credit cards and identification as a certain Navid Nguyen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all you really find um, in the wallet. Okay, I'll just put the in- wallet back on him. Is Ren still there? I'm on my phone. I will be switching back to Discord. Okay. Um, looking oh, through the manila envelope. Uh, as soon as you open it, you are startled to see uh, photos, pictures of uh, each person. So there's a picture of you that's taken from what appears to be like a, like a hidden angle. There's a picture of Agave. There's a picture of Lee, and there's a picture of of Robert with the with the golem. As I come across uh, these like pictures in the envelope, I'm just like passing them out to everyone. What the hell? Maybe he was like a fan, but like one of those creepy fans that follows you home, and then, you know, the rest of us. Cord the rest of us don't have. Uh, I, I think there'd be two more photos. I think there might be a total of six photos. I think there's exactly six photos, guys. But yeah, I want to say, um, Discord, Discord cut out at just the wrong time. But I think I would close the folder like immediately and hand it to someone else. Like I, I don't want to look at this. I, I hand it to somebody else. I think it was assumed that I was looking through it. What was that? I think it was assumed that I was looking through it. Yeah, you pat. Well, you passed it. Look, kind of flipped through the wallet. There wasn't really uh, anything yeah. in the wallet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then took it back from Kaz. Cause took think... it back from Kaz. Kaz opened it immediately, closed it again, and handed it back to you. Yeah, that's just well, right. Who, who are the? People? Is there any other documents, or is it just pictures? Yeah, it's pretty much just. Actually, let me let me see if there would be anything. What do the other two people look like, or do we want to just say that we know what they look like and wait for the? <sighs> people listening in uh, this recording to tell us later that's a good question um i think let's wait let's wait let's hold off two mysterious two. individuals yeah two picture two photos that are extremely 
like clear and like like very like, clear like, that you know exactly who these people are. The detail on this photo are. is incredible. <laughs> it, how did how did they get this resolution? Like, no camera I know of can capture every single pore to this detail. <laughs> yeah. This person has an oily skin type. I recommend these skincare products. Their style is very unique. They have a very signature signature clothing style. That yeah, I definitely. Yeah. I would definitely remember this and be able to yeah. fit this description to a person. Yeah. Great bet, everybody. Good job. <laughs> anyway, I what? So there's no documents. It's just photos. It's photos in a folder, a wallet. I guess he would also have his phone on him. Mm. Yeah. Any messages, missed calls? Uh, messages or missed calls. Yeah, it, I, I think it would be a message saying something like, are we still on for tonight from someone named Emma? Are we still on for tonight? Waiting at the diner. Okay. Waiting at Rondo's Diner, which is the name of the diner at this intersection. Really? City intersection. Yes. Uh, someone's been watching us, and it looks like this person was going to meet someone else at that diner over there. I just, I gesture with the phone. Um, I just put it back on his body and say, I don't know. I think we should call the police. Or I'm going into hear that me diner. out. You you stay here and call the police, and uh, maybe any of us who would rather not be here could just leave. Or we could you go to the diner. Go where you like, but seems like you're all equally caught up in this. Look, I don't know what's going on, but I do know four of us, and two other people in this folder, something's stirring, and I think you guys can all feel it too. Yeah. If you, if you get to the authorities, I'm gonna go inside that diner see if it's it. Looks like they're waiting for this guy. Yeah. Okay. So, are people splitting up. Some people are outside. Some people aren't going into the diner. I give Marcus, I think, like, or not Marcus, your character, Robert, whose name I don't know. Um, name tags. I give Robert a, a sort of acknowledging nod, and then I look at Agave, and then I look back at Robert, and then I kind of, like, make a drugging gesture at Agave, like, what do we do? I, I don't know. I, I bet they have milkshakes or something. And Agave starts walking towards the diner. I follow them. Who are you two? Just outside the diner, Robert pauses, turns around. I finger sign K-A-Z. I'm Agave. Finger spell. He signed yeah, over eye, head tilt. Why do you talk to each other so weirdly? What do you mean? Is that how it is? I sign, that's rude. Why do you talk so weirdly? That's just how I talk. It's how we talk, too? Fair enough, just don't know anyone else who knows that language. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, the only one Robert's who can't understand talking. anything you're saying. Lee awkwardly Robert's standing talking. there, oh, oh, hands they, in pocket. When they do sign language, it's like a weird sign language. What it is? Is is Robert talking back to them, or is he like signing back I'm to? I'm fully them? talking back to you in English. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. From Lee's perspective, just just to point that out. They're just both like gesturing at you, and you're just talking to them. Yeah. Look, fill me in later. Fair enough, but honestly, I don't know what the hell's going on either. I give Lee a nod. Oh, we doing three there's in the someone, diner. There's someone named Emma. In this diner. Yeah. So, are y'all y'all you all are going into the diner? I haven't decided yeah. if I'm going into the diner. Or maybe maybe I want to try something else. 
I guess three in, one out. All right, we'll do a diner scene. Uh, Lee can decide where he is later. Or I guess, Will, you can decide where Lee is later. Uh, you all walk into the diner. It is quite uh, empty. There's uh, you know an old couple sitting in a back corner and a uh, nervous-looking um, brunette woman uh, staring at the... Uh, actually, wait. They would have just been privy to like a screeching motorcycle crash. So I think at this point, uh, the old couple is just, uh, um, they're ignoring it, you know, they're, they're world weary. They've seen the whole, they've seen everything in life, but the brunette is sort of staring out the window with eyes wide open, like not sure what to do. So for some kind of look and see if there's anyone sitting alone. Yeah. There's a brunette woman. Um, she's sitting like kind of staring in shock with wide eyes staring out the window. I'm gonna listen to the uh, the uh, waiters talking for a bit, then walk up to her and in one of their voice, like mimicking one of their voices, say "Emma," and see if she looks. You want to mimic the uh, waiter's voice and say "Emma"? All right, let's do a roll for this. Okay. Uh, actually, I don't think you would need to do a roll for this. This is pretty easy. Uh, so mimicking one of the one of the uh, one of their voices. Yeah, she she like snaps her head over to you like shocked to, at having her name called and as soon as she, she sees you her face falls like she's like do i do i know you you want to tell me what your friend was up to and i point out at the motorcycle <laughs> uh she says well i i was supposed to meet meet him here tonight who who are you you know who I am. you know what make an investigate role i guess yeah okay and whatever think you think you could use to help this fine i don't really see anything relevant all right, straight up roll then. Of us are just like awkwardly lurking behind him. Yeah. Um, I, I, I scoped out another table. I sat, the, uh... I sat across the uh, diner from them, and I'm just watching, mm -hmm. observing at a distance. Agave is ordering her... a milkshake and whatever anyone else wants, even if they didn't ask for it. <laughs> just staring like, wait... I, I, you could, you could tell that she's being very honest when she says, "Yeah, I, ha I, I have no idea who you are." Do you know Navid? I was supposed to meet him. I was supposed to meet him here tonight. She looks quite uh, anxious and afraid, and also like angry. It's definitely, definitely some anger there. His motorcycle was out of control. I tried to rescue him, and it didn't go well. And then uh, she says, uh, "Oh my God, is he okay? We need to go check on him. Is he okay?" He's not. I'm sorry. Hey, Will, do you have the, uh, folder still? Yeah, uh, uh, you, you, I guess you, like, gesture to me, and I stand up and walk over. I've still got my coffee. Yeah. Um, and I just lay down the, the manila folder on the table. This is hard, but I do gotta know why your friend had this. You show her the photos, and she's like, I've never seen these before in my life. I have no idea what this is. I have no idea what, what, what these are. I was supposed to meet Navid here tonight. Uh, he's, you said he's not all right. What's going on? Is this a professional meeting or a private one? She says, who, who are you again? Uh, here, let's roll for convince. Um, and she's quite mm, scared and uh, uncomfortable right now. In fact, let's do this. We'll give her a status uncomfortable one. So this is going to modify your role by one. Can I assist in any way, or is it just a single person? 
Yeah, if you want to change the game, change the game is how you assist by like giving other people positive statuses. So if if uh, before before Marcus rolls, you want to do something. Agava is gonna try and change the game here. Uh, maybe maybe put yeah, Emma like in a more do? reassured mood. Uh, mm -hmm. Give him a friendly conversationalist type thing and uh, uh, awareness yeah, of so immediately like desires. Uh, get her that chocolate milkshake she really didn't want to order, but really wanted to order. Right, so that's a plus two. Yep, yep. All right, go ahead and roll for that. Okay, that is a 13. That's a it's success. Not, it's not dynamite, unfortunately, but yeah. So you get two, and you can also do one of the following. Scale up the effect, so greater area, more targets. Prolong the effect, hide the effect, or any other improvement. So with that two power, uh, this uncomfortable is going to change uncomfortable one is going to change to a comfortable one nice comfortable one as she is so distraught and like out of sorts at this point agave just wordlessly hands her a chocolate milkshake and that was like exactly what she was <laughs> craving in that moment uh but like subconsciously it doesn't even register she just wordlessly accepts it and starts sipping on it um yeah. and you can see the sugar starts to hit and she starts to look starts looking a lot more relaxed i'm gonna prolong the effect like it's almost like she yeah she doesn't even notice did you want to do something will as it's well? gonna do is like basically the exact same action but you can to... do you can do that you can or you know you you would do it in your 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 character's way though okay It'd be a little as bit as long different. as it's scaling up comfortable yeah because yeah. you can't it would replace it with whatever was higher but if you do something to scale up comfortable right that's how it works yeah yeah the more yeah. you can stack comfort on this uh on this poor Emma, the better. I think I'm just going to apply one power attack here, keeping up around. Yeah, that's exactly right. So what would you say? Uh, slide in the booth next to Robert across from her um, and just lay my hands down on the table and just say, sorry about your friend. Some crazy stuff has been going on right now and we just all want to get to the bottom of this. Are you okay? Are you all right? All right, make, make a roll with plus one. Okay, so she is now comfortable too with those two change the game rolls. She looks... A lot more relaxed. She can kind of tell that um, all of you are just as confused as she is. She's sipping on that that chocolate milkshake, and now you can roll for the convince. Oh, that oh is thirteen. Uh, so, what did you ask? I think we wanted to know why she was meeting with him. Yeah, I think the the last question would have been, uh, like, how do you know him? Is this a personal meet? Uh, meeting or a professional one all oh, right she says well it is more of a is more of a breakup uh to be honest uh he you see we we uh we came here out on a out on date a week ago i was here to end that relationship uh get some closure looks out the window looks like i won't be able to do that she's definitely i think with that role you would also be able to tell she's kind of uh holding something back she kind of leans in look i don't know in what capacity you're involved with navid but i think he's he's involved with some very dangerous people and uh i regret taking the money don't want to get i just don't want to get wrapped up in whatever he's trying he was trying to drag us into seems like we're already wrapped up in it whether we like it or not we just have to get to the bottom of this yeah, yeah, need yeah. information who was who was Naveed talking to? Who was he working? Who are these people? He says, I don't know. I don't have anything to do with this. All I know is there's somebody wanted me, somebody paid me a lot of money 
to go out on a date with this guy. And oh my gosh, worst date of my life. The entire time he was staring at somebody else and he was making like overt advances on them right in front of me in this very diner. God, that was terrible. That sounds really bad. Like, was it a, a waiter or a waitress? Uh, there's not many people you can make advances on while, like, sitting at a diner table. It was a very striking couple. Uh, they seemed to be out on a date themselves. Uh, it was a very, very large woman as well as um, like a blonde lady. And he was very clearly intruding on their date. That's Terrible. Big I was just hoping to end things cleanly tonight. And she kind of shrugs, I guess... It's kind of a blessing in disguise. I won't have to deal with this situation anymore. Uh, glances back at the photos and look, I, I, I've given you, I've given you what I have. Like, is there anything else? Am I, am I free to go, officer? I want to use water in a still pond and see, see if she's lying about anything here. Cool. That's a plus one. I guess um, this would be an investigate. investigate. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's well. any other any other tags I can apply here. I think no, I think it's just gonna be the one. It's just gonna be the one. That's a nine. Okay. Nine, nine total. She's definitely holding something back. Just one little piece you're missing, I think. So like in my mind's eye, it's just like it's it's almost like a grid of information that she's laid out. Just like glowing mm -hmm. around her, like these abstract shapes and colors of People yeah, on a scroll. And it's like like a, yeah, black it's ink like on a scroll. Black ink on a scroll. And then there's one piece that's still obscured by like this faint mist. So what do you want to say? This will be a success. It's just, it depends on what you want to ask. Okay. I know this is a strange situation for you. Strange for everyone. But the fact still remains that a man is dead outside. And he had information on us was brokering information on us or was watching us in some way so if you can do anything if you noticed anything about him that was strange or even a small incident yeah honestly i was curious about why i was being paid to go on a date with this guy he after that awful awful date i uh noticed him walking out he seemed to be following the, uh, the two women um, that he was leering at. I also have his address, if that would help. Just uh, just really quick, um, did, the, did yeah. the description of those women that he was uh, dealing with, yes. uh, do those match any of the, the, the other two photos that are in the envelope? No. Okay. One was like a very heavy, muscle-bound woman, and the other one was like a blonde lady. I, um, I nod, look at everyone and say, well, I think we should get going. I don't... I don't like the idea of sticking around here too much longer. And you should probably go too, Emma. Uh, she's going to nod and uh, quickly try to exit the scene. I just wanted to say that that entire time, I was basically standing behind her out of her sort of like range of vision, like behind her, trying not to freak her out. <laughs> mm, yeah, from your vantage, actually, you are able to spot someone watching. This is person in like, uh, like a trench coat with an upturned collar and a fedora, like cigarette smoke coming out. As you're looking out the window, you see him very obviously take out, like an old timey camera, uh, and uh, take start taking pictures. Hmm. 
Okay, give me just a second. Me as a player, just a second to think here. Um, where exactly is he? So you're the diner is at like a across like an intersection, and mm -hmm. you can look, and he's like just a, across the other side of the road. Okay, I'm just going to sign both to um, Robert and Agave. Found another one, and then I'm sprinting out the door. Uh, Robert and Agave, would you like to do something? Uh, Agave wipes, like, the mess of ketchup and mustard off their face and follows after Kaz. <laughs> I know what she was talking about, and I go after them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leap up and, uh, say to Emma, go out the back way as I follow it, uh, from behind. She gives you a terse nod. All right. You're all running to, uh, this guy. Yeah, I think he would, uh, turn away and, uh, just casually start walking away as you as he sees you all running out of the diner. I keep following him. As as we continue following him, I take out the uh, my photo of myself from the folder. Whoever has it, I just get it and mm -hmm. take it out. And I start folding it to a paper airplane, trying to do the thing that you described. Earlier. <laughs> Wait, you describe it? Yeah, the the paper airplane thing, though. Yeah, no, I understand. That's what you're doing. Just, just uh, we don't okay. we don't know what just, that just, is. Yeah, getting ready for it. You could describe roll what... and then describe. Is that why? Yeah, See actually, what actually happens? Oh, yeah. You take the photo of yourself, fold it into a paper airplane. And my pockets start scribbling letters all over it. Yeah, pull out. Um, what, what, how would you, like, what would, your, what would be your standing standard method of writing names? Would it be, like, sticky notes? <laughs> or, like, index cards? Like, flashcards? Uh, no, I would have... Uh... Well, for this, since it's already paper, I would just be writing directly yeah. on it. Okay, so you write. So the the camera focuses in on you. Write like a very neat row, seventy two letters on this uh, paper airplane. What what do you want to do? What do you want it to do exactly? When I throw it, you know, go up into the air, stay high enough that you can still see it over small buildings, but it'll otherwise just follow this guy around. All right, let's roll for yeah. Let's roll for that. Oh, so cool. What did I miss? So what hap what has happened is as you are running away, as you're running after this guy, uh, this guy has ducked into like a side alley, like a dark street, um, like a narrow side street. Um, and then Robert has taken the photo of himself, folded it into a paper airplane. Uh, he then writes like a neat row of 72 letters, like compact really fast onto the back of the airplane and throws it in the air. All right. What what tags are you invoking? It doesn't matter what tags you're invoking. <laughs> doesn't matter. The only one would have been name uh, writing. Writing. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's give this guy. We're gonna say, um, and he's being followed by uh, this mysterious stranger. Paper airplane. Sweet. I think. Yeah. So it flies like up out of view, and it's like a homing beacon. As he is ducked into the side alley, he kind of checks over his shoulder and i think he would see all four of you following if he's still like making pace ahead of us like i will pull out my motorcycle and oh, you're gonna ride <laughs> you're gonna ride him down <laughs> if i think it's right. necessary yeah all right he had quite a head start you are like in the diner he was like all the way across the road i didn't wait for the cars if there's traffic i just walked through <laughs> 
just walked right through the the open traffic. Agave is obeying traffic laws and only crossing when there's a cross sign. Kaz, okay, so yeah, so the three of you minus Kaz are sort of like waiting, you know, the crowded intersection. There's also been an accident, so like people are gathered around, police cars are starting to show up. Um, but Kaz has just like sprinted through the like incredibly crowded intersection. You see a paper airplane like flying. Uh, you summon the motorcycle out of shadow um, and just ride him, ride him down. And he, uh, as he hears the motorcycle, he turns in shock. He's like, uh, realizes he can't run, and uh, you catch right up to him. And there he is. That, that scene with the motorcycle, ten out of ten, cool. No, didn't. I wasn't sure I'd get this far. Like as You're as a character, not just as a player. <laughs> You've reached um, your goal, and now you have no idea what to do. I think I just kind of like I like dissolve my motorcycle, and I just kind of like grab him by the shoulders and wait for other people. He's gonna try to shove you <laughs> off of him. So this is gonna be a go toe to toe roll. He is gonna have a status. He's very alert. That's a level two status. You're gonna have a minus two to this roll. Okay. Would fist fighting apply here? Yes. And would supernatural reflexes apply here? Yes. Okay, cool. So that's so a flat that's roll. A zero. Yep. That is a three. Okay. So something's gonna happen here um, that ne isn't necessarily in the scene, but it's in gameplay. You, you sort of as as you uh like reach to like grab him by the shoulder he like um you know does it's almost like it's like a trained like martial arts deflection like uh deflects your your hand off of the shoulder you can see his eyes narrow he looks at you very intently now let me ask you this question what do you think would block your powers is this in character or out of it? character this is out of character so as a um... consequence for failure this enemy has a move, has a hard move that your character wouldn't be aware of. But you do see him like surveying you intently. That's a, a character. Flash of insight in his eyes. Uh, what do you think like would block or contain your powers, or what would you have a hard time with? Somebody who can contain my powers. <laughs> like, like literally, somebody containment. who can, yeah, yeah, somebody who can stop me from moving and and just becoming incorporeal and and going like stopping that. Okay. Getting trapped. Like a jar or something. Cool. Genie's lamp. Licks your hand um, off. Uh, as as he does so, the three of you have caught up at this point. Um, they're like quite a ways down um, the, the dark alleyway. Um, and the three of you are like just where it turns from the street. Um, so you can see them from a distance. The two of them are like grappling? Are they punching each other? Are they like... So what you've just seen is Kaz tried to like grab him by the shoulder, and he just, like, whipped around and, like, swatted them aside. Oh, go knock him over! You're gonna just try to get the golem to run over and knock him over? Um, alright, so we'll say uh, for that, you're having a far. Uh, it's gonna be a minus one. Yeah, not like, I don't want him to, like, trample him, though, more of, like, a tackle. Well, let's say for now, as a modifier, we'll say uh, he's distant. <laughs> Uh, uh, or minus two. It's uh, going to be pretty hard for the guy. going to try and change the game here, I think, before mm -hmm. that roll happens. Yep. Uh, Agave pulls out a fistful of glow sticks and uh, throws the hypnotic glow sticks at him. 
Okay, so from nowhere, like a, a dozen glow sticks twirling in the air just suddenly appear out of nowhere. Um, and you're going to try to toss the glow sticks at him. Cool. So make a roll invoking whatever tags. That would be a plus one for the for the glow sticks for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is that just one? Yeah, I, I think that's just one. Uh, I will use my All dice right. this time. Uh, Let's sorry, do it. Will. Oh, look at that. That's an 11. All right, so <laughs> with a power of one, you throw the glow sticks, and um, you you know, he's kind of distracted in the in the fisticuffs, and he's going to get the status. Yeah, and I, I think I get one. a minimum of two juice for that. That's correct. Two. All right, he's hypnotized, too. It deflects the hand off of him, and then suddenly these brilliant like neon glow sticks start twirling in the air, and uh, his movements dramatically start to slow down. Um, as he looks up, um, I will, uh, I will also prolong this one in the, in this dark alleyway that has now become brightly lit by different neon colors. He's going to be hypnotized for the entire scene now. Yeah. So the, 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 the flood of light suddenly suffuses the alleyway. Very cool. So cool. He's now hypnotized. Uh, so that's a minus two. I guess it kind of cancels out the alert. Yeah. Um, so we'll say these two negate, and he's still quite far away, so we'll ha you're gonna have a minus two to this roll, but you can invoke your golem tags. Yeah, I was gonna do inhuman strength and hold him yep, down. Yep, that's a plus two, minus one, so plus one total. Let's do it. Whoop. Damn, you guys are rolling real good tonight. Um, yeah. alright. The- so, the golem has sort of been- this, the golem has sort of been, like, mindlessly trudging along, like, slowly following. And suddenly it just turns into Usain Bolt on, on a dime. It just starts <laughs> sprinting through the alleyway, like wordlessly, like Robert didn't even do anything. The golem just sprints through the alleyway and just hope, like roughly grabs him. As it's running, it really has the energy of like a fifth grader trying to sprint with their school backpack on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a prancing, like a skip. Uh, like a hop, skip, and a jump, like super fast toward him. He's distracted by the lights and uh, grabs him by both shoulders and just pins him against the wall. Um, his cigarette tumbles out of his mouth, like, ah, oh, shit. Walking calmly towards the scene. Didn't even, he's now like, hardly completely even pinned down. Cigarette gently place it back in his mouth. You do what? what? <laughs> the golem reaches down. So dog reaches down, grabs the cigarette, and almost, almost tenderly. Just puts it back in his mouth. Um, okay. While still like holding it, then just like slams his other shoulder back onto the wall with his okay. head again. So the POV switches to his POV, and what he sees is like a dog handing him a cigarette. It's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this dog doing handing me the cigarette? <laughs> Boy, but also from his POV, the dog is like holding him down. <laughs> yeah, he's like pinned up again. Like the dog's like got the front paws up, right? And then it like reaches a paw down and like grabs a grabs a cigarette and puts it back in his mouth. And like in the background, just a myriad of different lights moving in weird yeah. hypnotic patterns. He's like disoriented, shaking. Oh, also, this dog lights. Ah, <laughs> uh... this dog is somehow holding him against the wall with the strength of a linebacker. Yeah, exactly. It's a very, very big dog. Big dog. Kind of push myself off the wall. I was shoved aside to and I just look back. I just walk over. I pick up the camera that he had. 
Just uh, making some stills. He's like, yeah. None of your business. None of your business. The fuck off me. Get this fucking dog off me. I want to use my commanding presence. Yeah, I want to. I want to try to investigate. I'm gonna. Okay, so that's action, right? Investigate. Yep. Yep. Um, I changed the game really quick. Uh, say, say what you want to do. Yeah. Finish your sentence. I'm just going to very straight line questioning. No frills about it. Why are you following us? Why are you taking pictures of us? That's that's the direction I'm going to go. Okay. So Did you want to like do a change game? To change the game. And I'm just going to, like, reach into my pocket, and I'm just going to pull out $100 and just give it to the dude. That's Now, that's interesting. Okay. I know mm. I know how bribes work. So I think that's a plus one. Yeah, I, I guess giving this, giving you the story. To, yeah, because you, uh, you have that one. So seven is a success. So this will give you a plus one on your roll. Uh, so you're like, why are you following us? Why are you taking pictures of us as Kaz holds out the money? Uh, you have the plus one from that. You also have a plus one from your commanding presence. That is a 10. It's going to be absolutely <laughs> wild when we get access to dynamite. <laughs> no, we're, we're just... Actually, lucky. wait. Wait We've a second. Lucky. Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm looking, I'm looking at this enemy's profile, and he has a response. So whenever you try to get information out... The first time you try to get information out of him, he immediately t gains a status sealed lips three. Ooh. And he also has an ability called um, Thinks on His Feet. Also, he doesn't want the money, so I would say that actually does bring it down to uh, failure. Actually, does bring it down to six, which means every time you fail an action, I get to do my heart. I get to do a move. So while he's pinned down, his arms are still kind of free. He's gonna reach into his pocket and pull out a revolver, and he's gonna shoot. Uh, I think he's just gonna shoot. Uh, the golem, I guess. Oh, you know what I forgot? This bruised golem was supposed to give you a minus two to all of those rolls. But you rolled so high it didn't matter. And I don't think you can face danger on behalf of your golem. So, boom, shoots another big chunk out of the golem. So, and he has is not saying a word. You're you're standing there questioning him, like, who are you? What were those? Pic Why were you following us? Why were you taking pictures of us? And he just all he did was just pull out his revolver and shoot. And he's like, what the fuck kind of dog is this? <laughs> shaking him until he drops the revolver uh shaking him until he drops the revolver okay so we'll say these two cancel out and you have a minus three here okay i'm going to use in inhuman strength plus hold him down yep plus two minus three that's a minus one to this roll okay oh! you failed he's going to shoot again um <laughs> actually wait first he's going to wrestle free um i think at this point uh since your golem is so bruised he's able to sort of wrestle free and he's going to shoot um He's gonna shoot a random shot at somebody. Let me just uh, random. Can I try and Let me just step in front of the somewhere. way. Three. That's gonna be agave. So agave is twirling the disco sticks, and he's gonna try to I shoot try and agave. Step in front of the way. Uh, there are rules for that. You can try to face danger on behalf of somebody else. I I can just um, face the danger, but uh. sure. I guess Kaz, just roll, invoke, invoke whatever you want, and uh, try to. Try to step in front of the way, yeah. I think that's a plus two. Wait, plus three because of supernatural reflexes. Supernatural reflexes. So as he pulls out the he pulls out the gun and like like a ghost, like a phantom, has just jumps directly in front of the bullet, and you're gonna get shot. So that uh, would why be don't an you 11. describe that? 
Um, I think what happens, I think what happens is I still get shot, by the way. I still very much get shot. I think I get Mm -hmm. shot. What's what's the most, what's the most interesting place for me to get shot? I think I literally take it to the chest and I flinch like visibly. And then I kind of like stay there and I stay standing and I just like hold a hand to my chest. And then like after a a couple seconds pass, a little bit of blood comes out. There's some blood staining the leather there. And then you just hear the soft clink of the bullet falling back down uh, onto the ground. Like it slowly comes out of the wound and just clinks down to the ground. And I just sort of like... Close up shot of the of the wound like knitting itself closed and the blood like seeping back inside. So he's refused to answer his questions. He sh- he's fired his gun off twice. I want to. I guess it would be somehow. Maybe it's go toe to toe. Um, it's because it's a struggle for control. I want to. I want to manipulate the terrain and sort of like eat up his um, cover his arms and legs with like mud and dirt and start to turn it to stone. Like, All right, restraining him. To restrain yeah. him. The standard plus two, I would say. Mm-hmm. Seven plus two is nine. Can I really try rough. Get the gun from him? I'm going to give him a status restrained, too. Can I or, sort of... I guess this would be like a three. Or wait, what was your power on that? It was two. Yeah, it was two. You want to try to get the gun off of him? Yeah, I want to like hit it out of his hand. Like, I keep walking forward after getting shot. <laughs> and just walk yeah, straight true. towards him. And- he shot. He shot you right in the chest, and then you just walk. The bullet just um, clinks out of you. And I think grim reprisal would apply here. Yeah, because you you shot he shot you, so you get a bonus. And fist Every fighting, time you get attacked. You get a bonus. So two. Yeah. Right, plus two. What you got? <laughs> a thirteen. Got thirteen. All right, he's restrained. The dirt has like formed up all up, all up around his limbs, and so I will now hand you this. I think he can impose a status on me. Um, that's part of go toe to toe. He can impose a status on me. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, I get to will, choose two. Right. By the way, uh, oh, he can impose a status on you. Okay, yeah. what kind of a status would he impose on you? Probably it's like, um, I just have to. He's like struggling, so I just have to focus to keep him restrained. So I'm like focusing, I guess. Yeah, so I'll give you this status focusing. And my second option for my my go toe to toe things that I'm taking are I achieve my goal. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you block, dodge, or counter their best attempts, so they can't. Yeah, they would try to inflict a status on you, but they can't. He's still not talking. He is disarmed. Got the sealed lips. He's alert and hypnotized at the same time. I thought those two just bounce. Do they just like? Yeah, they do. They do cancel out. They do cancel out, like mechanics wise. But they they stay on because like one of them could be removed or Uh, another could be boosted. Did anyone want to do anything, or you just (laughs) you're all just sitting there (laughs) blinking at this dude? Uh, I'm not good at social things. uh, Agave is gonna walk up to him. Uh, gonna do like a friendly conversationalist and try and like change the game a little bit or maybe try and loosen up these lips also gonna like shove a uh, wine of ecstasy into his mouth oh my god you're force feeding this guy yeah <laughs> uh 
Because, you know, this guy just shot Kaz, and Agave is, you know, holding back by just doing this. I love the so, flavor of their powers, by the way. Snap the finger, conjure the wine. Shove um, it in their okay, mouth. Okay, so that's wine. Say, so that's plus uh, two, yeah. You know, maybe maybe you should just talk to us, and we can end this quicker. Okay, well, he still has the sealed lips three, so that's going to be a minus three, minus one total. So that's going to be a fail. Wait. Right? What? Wouldn't this be would sealed lips? Hmm. Is sealed lips like just him not talking though? Yeah, uh, what 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 was exactly your goal there? I, I'm inebriating him and trying to convince him it would be I guess maybe it would be convinced that it would be better to like talk sealed. to us than to uh Yeah. And just like I feel like lips sealed lips would definitely apply. Like okay. you're trying to force feed this guy wine. His lips are literally sealed. <laughs> That's not gonna go very well for you. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, did you have a question, Marcus? By the way. Uh, finish what you're saying. Okay, I'm gonna make another hard move because that was a fail. Seven minus one is a six. That's a fail. So this scene is gonna end. Um, you've had multiple attempts to restrain this guy, so he's gonna break free. The you know. Uh, Lee's been focusing very hard on this, on like maintaining that grip around his feet. You're still pretty new to your powers, so and he's also quite like a he's just he's just stronger than he looks. I think what's going to happen is he's going to like rip his feet out, um, and then just fan the hammer. Um, pulls out a second revolver, fan the hammer like, <laughs> um, and as everybody's sort of disoriented uh, by the noise and the blinding colors. He is going to like dash up a fire escape or kick down a door and just run through the building. And the scene is going to end there. Actually, the final shot of this scene is going to be that paper airplane still like drifting through the open door. So now I think you're pretty connected. Shall we do like, shall we do some crew creation? Yeah, yeah. sure. Thoughts? Sure. Yeah, let's go. Okay. So. Um, you've all had various meetings and encounters with each other. You've had now this like uh, vehicle accident, picture, seen pictures of yourselves in a folder. This mysterious guy was taking pictures. He was followed by uh, this paper airplane. So what binds you all together right here? You need a crew name. What type of crew is it? Ren, open the oh, discussion. Oh, I need to talk. Oh, and yeah. I need to open the discussion. Because they're um, static. Uh, I see. <laughs> Identity is going to be something about finding out what the what the fuck is going on with the photos. Yeah. Also, I'll just read some questions. How do you help, assist, or support each other? Where do you meet, work, rest, prepare for action? What have you learned to do well together? Who is guiding, backing, or assisting your operation? How do you get around? What environments or situations are you most comfortable in? What special sources of information do you have? Uh, is this a page on the PDF? True creation. Yep. On the PDF, this is page one forty-six. How many? Uh, you guys can. Tags? Huh? Do we get? Is it three power, one three. weakness? Three power, one weakness, and a name for your crew and an identity. You guys I... can talk. I'll go to the bathroom real quick. I feel like a good power tag for a crew um, would be just information network because I think we each have some different contacts in different areas and if needed we could like reach out to each other and use that other information or other contacts thoughts 
I mm. I would like it to be more specific, yeah, I but I, I can't think of anything to replace it. So <laughs> I agree. I agree with the idea, though, of just contacts within our diverse set of like circles we roll with. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to come up with a cooler name, obviously. Like a but... phone a friend, maybe. <laughs> Many eyes. I like phone a friend. That's cute too. Yes, help us. Like that, because many eyes implies the only thing they offer us is information, as opposed to some more closer allies. I, I feel yeah, like phone a friend. I, I'm thinking so, like the uh, game show where you ask them and they got an answer. Maybe, maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. Yeah. For identity, at least in the short term, it would be figuring out what's up with those. Yeah. Answers. Where do we have a place we would meet as a group yet? Uh, uh I happen to have insider oh, wait, we can knowledge. Do, we can... That somebody has. Do, uh, nope, you, you talk away. We can do a scene where you guys. So, you know, this guy's just like dashed away from the alley. Um, and maybe you guys pursued for a little bit. You weren't able to find him. He just vanished. And you guys can, you know, do this in character, talking about a meeting place or something like that. Oh, I've got I, will, I, I do want to just cut in. Sorry, real quick. One of our lovely listeners who isn't with us at the moment, I know kind of has a has a spot. Yeah. Uh, I would say no. No. I would say no. I would say that's needs to be developed. Also, that's like his thing. That'd be yeah. like if. Yeah, I would say no. I okay. would. I would say in in character, yeah, like we house. all uh, we all like sort of look for him. Um, and I, Lee is just like looking out over everybody. We're all just kind of roughed up, beat up. I notice how beat up the golem is. And like, even though Kaz was able to shrug off that bullet, he's still bleeding a little bit. They're still bleeding a little bit. Hey. Um, they, yeah. Mm -hmm. Kaz and Agave are like very much non-binary, like androgynous characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I used, I used he, but, um, I'll, I'll you corrected yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll just, uh, Lee will just say, uh, listen, why don't, why don't we uh, go to a kitchen that I run nearby? Uh, there's probably not too many people there right now. Let's just clean ourselves up a little bit and have something to eat, huh? That was a, is another power tag, like lots of soup. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, um... support network is probably what we're talking about here, right? We have like a lot of different oh, yeah. we can support yeah. each other with. I have a little suggestion. We as a group are just kind of getting together. What if we treated the sort of group um, tags like you would treat a nascent team? Yeah, that could oh, be cool. cool. As, like as that. we sort of like grow together. So then we just need a weakness and be ready to go. Mm -hmm. I have also a scene actually in mind at the soup kitchen. That was a good place to bring them. I want to say real real quick before we leave, I um pick up that revolver and I sort of gesture to my side. Um and the sort of outline of just fuck, is it the front or the back? Both both. At at some part of the motorcycle, there's like a um bag, and I just put it in there. And then I uh, sort of gesture again and it, it disappears. Yeah, this is my shadow motorcycle. Summon the motorcycle, stow the uh, the revolver in like a in one of in one of the saddlebags, and then dismiss it. Mm -hmm. Huh, that's pretty handy. I give a thumbs up. 
you're all gathered around the soup kitchen um it's after hours kind of a, a home and also um an office at the same time um, and there's also a lot of uh there's a lot of issues with the building as well it's quite run down um you haven't been able to procure funds for renovations obviously that's the sort of scene you find yourselves in the the lighting is dim yeah you all can talk about next moves plan for the future by the way so what what did you write on that plane like what is what is that plane intended to do is it going to fly back to you no i'm supposed to just like fly above him so we could see it if he was moving through the city we could follow it yeah okay that'll I'm be good to know this like fucking sleeper like it's that fucking pigeon again. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think they actually do see yeah. a paper plane. Like, you know, they're, they're looking up like, wow, that is like the long, that's like must be a world record like, attempt for the best paper plane in the world. Could, <laughs> like, it looks like a different one each time that looks like it just got tossed off the yeah. top. <laughs> There's just always a paper airplane in sight for some reason. Oh, that's awesome. People don't look up all that often either, so. That's true. Yeah. I think that when we're we're sitting at that table, when we get there, I, I read out a little note that just says, that was impressive. Uh, you were impressive in there. I hand it to, this is for Lee. Um, I, it just says, you were impressive in there. You got through to her. And then I draw like a little smiley face in the corner. I, uh, I smile back at, at them and uh, just as I'm like bringing out like hot bowls of, of soup to everybody, just laying them out. Is it like soup or is it stew? Like, is there? Um... It's like a. It's like a. It's like a. It's almost like a ramen. It's like a really heady like miso broth, and then like mm -hmm. some really like wide cut noodles. Um, it's like a cheap meal, but it's really really filling and delicious. I take off my helmet and um, I pull out a little case with my sick Ray Bans in them, and I open it and I put those on and I start eating. <laughs> dim lighting with the ray bands it's a little bit hard to see would you would you bring out the straws maybe <laughs> <laughs> no no that's specifically to drink through the helmet that's a, that is why i asked if it was just a broth if it was just a broth i would have done that way i want you to know that robert if you don't mind there's something i wanted to try what is it so i walk over to robert and dog I just like place my hand on the wall and it's like this brick facade and I'm just like pulling earth off of the wall and sort of shaping it onto dog to try to try to like heal it a little bit. Yeah. So cool. That's so cool. What are you doing? That is, is this, a synergy that, that I work? manufactured. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works. Uh, actually, you know what? How about you roll for it? Let's have a roll. Okay. Um, this would be change the game this, to try to reduce this status. This is a Bruce Bruce Gollum. This status. distracted should be gone, right? Uh, yeah, let me delete that. So you're rolling to try to reduce this. What are you invoking? I think you have a plus two to this. Yep. Eight. That's a success. So this would be number three. Give or reduce a status one tier per point of juice. So you got two points. Two juice. So this three is going to go down to a one. Nice. As uh, you don't have quite the amount of material you need to fully reform dog, but uh, mostly reformed. Mostly reformed. Did I do a good job? Is that okay? Where, where's, your, you don't, where's your stylus? It's all in the hands. Oh, great question. That's a great question from Robert. Robert really is like looking at you questioningly, like, <laughs> where is your stylus? So good. Do we want to do the um, help hurt tags? Oh, and help we hurt tags. Yeah, we should do help 
We should do help hurt, and we should also do a crew weakness. Yeah. How does that work? I can go first with the help hurt tags because I already have it pulled up. And wow, I know exactly which question I'm going to ask. Um, who just joined? Noah. Oh shit! It's Noah. Hello. Oh, hi, Noah. You oh my How's god, it? this is so awesome, dude. So glad you're here. Glad to have you. Yeah, yeah. Glad to yeah. pop in. I've. I'm glad I could catch the tail end. It, it, it seems. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I, I think in my mind this was uh, this might be the concluding scene. Um, I need to go in like forty minutes. We still have some time. Actually, Noah, you came in at a great time because I have a great entry for you into this scene. Mm. Actually, yeah. Before we do the help hurt stuff, let's just do that right now. God, I'm so good. Set this up well in advance. So fucking good. Um, Y'all are gathered around the table. Robert just asked Lee. Oh, by the way, let me invite you to this game, Noah. Are you on tabletop? Yeah. Uh, should be. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I'm gonna get get to see everybody else in action. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Dude, I'm so hyped. I'm so. This is so great. I love everybody's like um, abilities too. Yeah. Yeah. So flavorful, rich, much like the soup we are much currently like eating. Yeah. <laughs> Many. Okay, noodles. so here's the scene. Here's the scene, Noah. Four characters. Actually, let's have each person go around describe their character for Noah. Let's start with uh, Robert. I look well kept, very neatly groomed, uh, wearing a like button down that's tucked in. Alongside me is uh, it's a bit beat up right now, but it's a huge clay man. That's just kind of lumbering there. Yeah. Well-dressed man accompanied by huge clay man. Hmm. Uh, Ren? I am quite tall, and I'm sitting down. Um, even sitting down, you can tell that I'm, I'm quite tall. I am wearing full motorcycle gear, so there's, there is some fan art I drew already in the uh, City of Vince channel. Yes, I saw. So... I'm wearing padded motorcycle pants. It's all black and a padded motorcycle jacket. Probably also motorcycle boots, which are apparently a thing. Um, and right now I'm not wearing the helmet. I am wearing a pair of six sunglasses. It is dim inside. We are in a dimly lit room and I'm still wearing these sunglasses. My skin is like an ashy, a super ashy light brown, like somebody who maybe has naturally darker skin, but never goes out in the sun. Mm. And there are like a couple of, of patches sort of on my face where the skin is just like a little bit discolored and looks the texture just looks a little bit rougher. Um like scar tissue. And then I have probably like one sort of straight scar, uh just kind of across the mouth. I believe uh Lee was just in the process of bringing out some soup. So bringing out soup like some deep bowls of, of very simple broth and noodles is uh sort of Jesus. More slight build, sort of shorter person, but still kind of athletic. Um, glasses, dark hair, um, sort of Asian American features with a strong chin, a broad nose, um, coming out and just sort of with a slight smile on his face, just handing out some some bowls of soup. And Agave, what are you up to? Uh, Agave's the other character pictured in that fan art. Uh, deeply attractive, <laughs> uh, dark tan. Their purple hair falls a little bit over their forehead right now. Uh, at the current moment, they're wearing a flowery sundress uh, that is a little bit too on the see-through side. And 
They are. But you kind of like that, though. Yeah, yeah. Agave Agave is a wild creature whose antics will be more revealed as time goes on. Uh, they are currently stuffing their face with whatever soup is offered to them. Huh. And are we are we making guesses at each other's myths right now? Uh, we haven't. We uh, haven't made a guess. No, we're yet. doing it. We're in, we're doing I, a scene right now. We're I'll say that I right I know everyone's in this call extremely confidently, except for Lee's, and I'm very happy for for Lee. I have no fucking clue. Like not mm. even half an idea. Mm. Mm. Oh, look at that! Look at that smug nod. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, what's happening right now, Noah, or should I say Eddie? Yeah. Um, Eddie has just, so you, it's probably a bit after the scene we did, maybe a week or so after that. Um, you, so you usually work late. The most recent uh, job you've gotten assigned, you've been hired by a gentleman named Lee uh, to fix up the leaky pipes at his soup kitchen facility. All right, yeah, yeah. So uh, you make your entrance into the soup kitchen. It's it's uh, dimly lit. You see these four characters uh, sitting around a table, as well as them like a large clay man that seems to be moving around. Uh, yeah. Some of the clay is like clearly differently colored from other bits of the clay. Huh. Um, so you enter there. Um, as he enters, the four of you uh, recognize him immediately. He's one of the photos. We'll let everybody else deal with that one. So, uh, Eddie, this is like a routine job. You're here to just fix up the pipes. Yeah, I assume I've met Lee. Um, yeah. 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 Walk over, um, sort of wiping my hands with a rag. Um, I would say maybe like just like a couple days ago, he hired you to fix up the pipes in his place. Over the phone, maybe, which is why Lee didn't recognize the photo. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. He called you. Yeah, that would make okay. sense. So he's not like a local at the community center. He's like actually, you do you do know th- his position. He's he's kind of recently expanded into your community. Okay, maybe within the past couple months or so, um, and set up. He set up like a really nice food, uh, like yeah, food food shelter for people who need it. Would I know him through my uncle? Oh, that's a great question. I think Christopher would tell you about him. Yeah, Christopher Christopher and Lee are friends, and you've heard some stories from Chris. He's like, yeah, this guy's great. I love this guy. Okay. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> awesome. So I, 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 think I'm com- I think I'm coming into this with, like, already a great deal of respect for Lee. Like, I, I, like his reputation precedes him. I'm excited to work with him. Uh, I'm excited to be here, uh, basically. And uh, I, I, I guess I just like get down to business. I'm like, where, what can I do to help you? What can I do to make your life easier? Sit down. You got implicated in something, and we don't know what it is. Hey, Eddie, thanks for coming in after hours. Um, yeah, there's some leaky pipes, but listen, I wouldn't ask you to work <laughs> uh, such late hours. It's like nine or ten o'clock. But I appreciate you coming in because I wanted to speak to you about something. Okay. Uh, yeah. Come over. I made a bowl of soup for you. Oh, that I. You, the, you shouldn't have. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. What's the table position? Quick question. Like relative. Uh, we could draw. Everyone. It's like a plastic. Yeah, it's like a plastic fold-out table. I'm. I'm picturing. Uh, are you, Are you picturing rectangle? I was picturing circle. I was picturing. Thinking rectangle. rectangle or circle. Rectangle. rectangle. They're easier to store. Uh, rectangle. Yeah, I'm gonna be in the back Lee. corner. Let me shrink this down. That's cool. So I Lee is like. 
walking like he's still serving the soup eddie has just entered eddie's like what can i do for you and uh you guys can pick position yourselves as you will i think also uh i think once i enter the room and i see the golem i'm <laughs> yes a little funked out i guess to represent agave sitting on the table yes i would agave imagine agave sort of like <laughs> lounging on the table lounging <laughs> Like it almost in like a like a like a like modeling a, pose. Yeah, like, yeah. like one of those like French classic girls, Roman you know? repose, like just holding the grapes <laughs> above his mouth. Yeah, I don't think I think I don't think I noticed Not that at mouth. all. I yes. think I'm dead concentrated on the moving clay man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I might actually I might think it's like one of those those cool like uh, metal like like faux metal uh, art installations where someone pretends to be a statue. So I probably I, I might try to get in a conversation with this clay object. Uh, well, let's before you do that. I think you were in the middle of talking to Lee. You, Lee was saying, "Yeah, um, I can." Thanks for coming in. I can't ask you. Go ahead. I can see his eyes drifting over to the golem. I look over there as well, not looking at him, but still talking to him. Just saying, I think you can recognize there's some strange things going on. I'm I'm gonna say I I I I I think it's fair to assume that I'm just speechless at this point. Just just jaw uh, hanging open, little yeah. bit drool kind of comes out. Yeah, just just really. This definitely looks like a heroescape figure. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my god! I'm just gonna like gently like just position him into a seat at the table and just put a bowl you. of soup in front of him. You know. Mm -hmm. Sit across from him. For anyone concerned, Agave does have very, very small shorts on. Uh, Under your sundress? Yeah. Agave was yes. told, hey, yes. you must wear shorts all times, given the fact that you, you don't keep your legs on the ground. If, you've e if you have ever worn a dress and gone outside in a dress, let me tell you, wearing a pair of shorts or a pair of like um, shapewear or spanks or something like that, like very tight um, spandexy shorts underneath a dress. If you think you might go on a bus, you should never do anything but that. <laughs> like yeah. anytime yeah. you wear a skirt or a dress, like necessary component. That's also, my opinion, anyway. Good advice. Way I do think that you have a um, tag on me right now. The karmic power of flight. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let me let me put that in. Let me put that in. All of you are now seated. Uh, Lee, I'm gonna bring out um, an envelope and just sort of gently open it up and and lay out some photographs. Um, and what you see is, from various angles, um, each of us have been photographed in sort of like spy style, you know, pictures of us. Um, you can see yeah, the, the one of the one of me. I'm like getting, I'm like sipping a coffee. Um, there's other ones, and there's one of you as well. Um, hmm. And there's also one of someone who is not here. But we've been assured that that is in very fine detail, and uh, we're all very interested in what that looks yeah, you like. You know exactly what that person looks like, <laughs> for sure. The reason I called you, Eddie, is because we came across this man. A man lost control of his motorcycle, um, and we're not sure if he was dead before or after, but um, we found this when we tried to stop his motorcycle. There's something going on. We've been being followed or 
Someone's been investigating us. And, uh, we don't know too much, but we have the address of the person who had these photographs, and we spoke to a woman that he was dating at the time. There's some intrigue to that, but I, I just want to ask you point blank, have you been followed? What's been going on? And I think I'm like kind of caught between, again, the giant clay man and being interrogated. Um, but I, I, I think I'm like stammering out. Like I, I uh, uh, like I barely, I, I, uh, I, I think, uh, I mean, like the, the only incident that I can remember is like I, a house I was working in got broken into. But other than that, life's been completely uneventful. Like I've got nothing. I've, I've got nothing. Has anything strange happened to you? Um, jerk my head towards the golem a little bit. Narrow my eyes. I, I jumped out of a window and instead of going down, I went up. Like, like we got... I mean, life has been weird lately. Life has been really weird. Why are you jumping out of a window? To get rid of those... Uh, to, to get away from those robbers. They, they had guns. They were armed. They were looking for me. It was weird. I'm going to sign at... Um... Robert address. I signed back the one we got from uh, the girl. And then I, ju I just point at Eddie. Uh, I just say he's got it, and I point at Lee. I don't. I don't do anything I've got else. What I, now? Just, I just. I just. <laughs> I give you that prompt. I give you that prompt, and I don't. I don't do anything else. You're busy eating soup. Oh, um, I just Agave witnessed this, and if if the thing is going to take a while, uh, they're just going to say. Uh, Address. I um, nod and I point at Eddie. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I think that they were just after the, the jewelry in the house when when they were coming after me. But I I really don't know what you're looking for. I I will say if anyone in the uh, neighborhood if anyone in the neighborhood has uh like a finger in everything I I know the guy to talk to. He he, he, he you, you got to trust me on this. He knows he he knows everything in the world there's this guy who runs the local community center and i i swear to god he's going he's going to be able to answer any question that you possibly could ask him but there's a downside uh you got to catch him awake like and like he's he's falling a lot and you got to catch him while he's awake no 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 he's never awake the i mean he's he's very old but like I, I swear to God, there's no one on earth who can solve as many problems as this guy. Mm. He knows everything. Literally everything. He fixes everything. I, I can't sing his praise enough. Do, do we want to cross-reference the address of that crime place and the one we got from Emma? That is what Kaz was getting at. Yeah, don't you have it written down, yeah. Lee? I pull it out. Is that the address? Unconnected. Eddie? Unconnected, okay. Worth a shot. I say, well, Eddie, I think we should absolutely follow up on this, ask this person about it, because I'd certainly like some answers, and I think everybody else here would agree with me. It's not just dog over there, and I nod my head towards the golem. I've been manifesting some powers, too, and I reach down towards the concrete slab floor, and I touch it, and I just... The earth just softens under, under my touch, and I just pick up a piece of concrete and just work it around in my hand, and then I let it fall, and it falls perfectly back into place and smooths itself over. Hmm. Sorry, my internet is like hot garbo where I'm right now, so... Um, say, say what you just said fast. I, I think that we need to go to uh, Old Man Condas. 
So I, I start like taking them to the community center because I know he's always there. He's always there. He is always there. It's also quite late. Um, what other people, I think we should end the scene here. I, other people might want to go home and we should finish up this crew. I think my idea for the crew is like language barrier. <laughs> There's a language definite barrier, language yeah. barrier between some of these, some of the cast. Well, like between maybe, some of the cast. Maybe we lean into it being a new group and have like bad teamwork be our weakness. Not about just poor communication. Poor communication. Yeah, I, I think it's also not just a literal language barrier. I feel like we all approach things from very different angles. Yeah. Um, it might be conflicting person, not conflicting personalities, but like drastically different viewpoints or like. Awareness points, I guess. Coordination dissonance. Lack of organization. I'm hearing a lot of suggestions. Disorganize. Disconnect. Yeah, disorganized seems like disconnected. I like disconnect. Or yeah. disconnected, that makes more sense. Not really on the same page yet either. Yeah. And we also don't know each other very well. We don't know each other's exact talents or backgrounds. So I did all evolve. Oh. Right. Yeah, I think I go up to the like the the golem dude and like offer him a handshake or something. I don't think I've connected him and Robert. <laughs> what he is Robert? Oh, he, he has. Oh, I see. I see. He, okay, so you walk up to the clay golem and offer the golem a handshake. Yeah, he just kind of stands there. <laughs> You're left hanging in the yeah. worst way possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's very awkward. Everybody's staring. Oh, God, you're freezing up. What do you do now? The sweat is beating on the back of your neck. Uh, can Take I, a okay, status I'll social ostracization 30. I, I think I'd like to <laughs> invoke both elderly wisdom and a supportive home and say, it's okay. It's okay. Just tell myself it's okay. <laughs> All right, roll. <laughs> All right, six plus two, that's an eight. You managed to resist that. That was a face danger roll against an embarrassment two status. I was about, oh, yeah. to, throw, I was about to throw my hat in the ring, keep up morale, change the game. Oh, <laughs> uh, so sick. Um, so as you're sort of sweating almost like in this enormous social pressure, uh, flashback to, uh, you know, your parents being like, uh, people are too busy thinking about themselves. You know, to worry about uh, worry about it. So you just stand there resolutely with the hand extended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I I just I just look the, the golem straight in the face and I say it, it's okay. This will come with time. Uh, as you look, you'll notice there are no facial features to look at. <laughs> it's just a blank, like clay, like smooth clay head shape, like a mannequin. Does even have- even less. It's formless. It's like has even less form than a mannequin. Huh. Huh. Doesn't it have letters or symbols on its face? It's got symbols like on across its forehead, and that's it. It's only that's the closest thing it has to a facial feature. Yeah, huh. A couple dozen, a couple dozen strange symbols, like very ornate, almost calligraphy style writing, huh. um, in a language you don't recognize. When when Robert moves, does that have like any effect on the golem at all? No. No. It's just standing completely there. independent. Huh. <laughs> I'm st- it's just standing there, arms folded. <laughs> Is Robert, like, quietly chuckling into his soup at this point? <laughs> well, they haven't made a noise. I'm sitting pointing the other direction, so I haven't made, been paying it. I haven't yeah. noticed yet. I think it's at this point that I noticed the guy, or the, the person, uh, laying across the table. 
So you walk around to the table, extend your hand, are left hanging for a very long time, and then you notice the, the person laying across the table. Yes. Yeah. Do you turn your arm to your side with purpose and uh, dignity? You know, you know, I think I try a person who gives people uh, who, who, who's like, like meeting people is very important to me. So I'm like, pleasure to meet you. I'm Eddie. Uh, I, 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 I um, hope to see you around in the future. Uh, it's, it's good working with you. I, I think he, I, he, he did that to Agave or the Gollum? Yeah, to Agave. Yeah, yeah. Pleasure is mine. The voice is sultry. And you know what? You I, start to have thoughts that uh, about them you haven't had for a while. Hmm. It's an incredible, incredibly appealing figure. Can't tell if it's a man or a woman. Oh. I wave from behind them. And just like complete contrast. I just... Just wave? I, you know, yeah. I return, I return. You have, okay, on one hand, you have, like, an, inc like, an elaborately dressed, like, androgynous in a model pose with purple hair, like, splayed out across the table. And then on the other hand, you have, like, a darkly clad motorcycler with, like, the sunglasses on, like, hunched over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think very awkwardly. Also eating, eating awkwardly. Yeah. With, like... Almost like painful, scaly skin. It sounds like. Um, not that extreme. It's more just like slightly scarred tissue. They're like slightly like scraped. Like yeah, like, like what you scrape. would get from like, like a, a road rash. From like road rash. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah. No, I get that. I know that. Yeah. Okay. Well then, I I just return the wave. Yeah. I th I think Eddie's a pretty friendly guy. No no qualms. No judgments. Did we get a description of what Eddie looks like in terms oh, of build? Uh, Eddie's Eddie's kind of like very average build, nothing uh, too uh, stand outish about his appearance. Very very average looking person, except for the um, overalls with the uh, toolbox, like a, a, a three level toolbox in his hand, and a Walkman set hanging around his neck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I immediately respect him for that. Yeah. Old timey, like really old, beat up, beat up Walkman, like. Yeah. It's, uh, clipped, it's like clipped into your belt. Yeah. It's like the the kind of Walkman that has seen both a lot of use and like a lot of care, but it's still showing the age, you know. Yeah, and yeah. some like ratty headphones. Yeah, around the neck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, faintly maybe Hispanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like um, there's some there's there's some like Latin heritage. You you can't tell. It, 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 you don't you don't. It's it's you're like on the fence. You're like. Is he... I don't want to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to ask. Yeah. I have a couple questions for everyone. Does Lee wear a, a wedding ring? Yes, he does. Okay. And then the other question I have is how tall is everyone? Like exactly? Five, six. I think, I don't think I'd be very tall. I think I'd be like below six. Maybe, maybe like, maybe like slightly taller than Lee. Five, eleven. Five eleven. Five twelve. But if you asked Robert, what would he say his height is? Would he say, would he round up? Uh, I said I don't think he would have actually said that. I was, I take it back. Five eleven and fifteen sixteenths. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Accurately measured to the uh, micrometer. Yeah. Paid a good service for that. How tall is the golem? A lot taller. Like, is he? Uh, is he are we talking eight, six, ten, one, eight, six, ten, one. fifteen? Six, one. I was like, <laughs> seven, like, uh, not 
like seven or seven and a half. Very funny next to the dog. Very funny next to the dog. Yeah, it looks like a dog. (laughs) It makes sense. Here's the thing, though. Like, you are very used to, Robert is very used to everybody just treating it, treating dog as an actual dog. I feel like people, you know, seeing... It's really weird that other people can see it. Exactly. Imagining like people just walking up to Robert's like, oh, so cute, and like petting the golem's just chest like that. Yeah. (laughs) It's also usually very dirty. It's also established that it's a perennially dirty dog with like clay and mud constantly like flicking off of it. So maybe that would act as a. Can we like choose to see what sleepers see? Like, could we like try to force ourselves to sort of see what they see, or is it? completely yeah so like so is the veil think, of reality completely scraped away for us so then the narrative is cinematic right so mm-hmm. at any time if you want to narrate like a cut to a sleeper's pov you can um, f- feel free to do that okay. like but it's our characters fun, right? don't see yeah game. your characters don't know okay. but like maybe from passing comments sleepers say you might be able right, to figure out right, okay. what they see you might know yeah. if somebody so, actively you know that order calling that someone else told me that yeah <laughs> And he is just a big giant clay man. And is Kaz wearing a visible revolver, or is that no, no? no it's it's completely hidden away. Okay. There is no trace of it. Okay. It is in a pocket dimension, Noah. It's, oh, you just <laughs> so it's like there, to the shadow there realm. Is just it is yeah. just gone. Like it is yeah. not here. Yeah, yeah. These, these six brown field, things do not exist. These brown things. You neither one of us exhibits any abnormal qualities beyond <laughs> the normal abnormal qualities that we are displaying true we want to do some of the help and hurt oh points. yeah that's yeah, what we, we were going to do next do help I, and hurt points i think it might be fun do you refresh these at any time because i think since we're almost treating our group like it's nascent i think doing less and then having another time where we do more of them might be kind of cool uh, let's have each person do one at least, though. Okay, I have um, uh, at least already one ch- already yeah. um, picked out. Tell everybody. One of them is a regular part of your routine. If your routine is to promote them, care for them, or help them, or if they help you with your routine, take a help point on them. Uh, gee whiz, I wonder who that could possibly yeah, apply yeah. to. Who, 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 could, who could that be that you have to take care of so often? Okay, so one help point towards agave why is this a, why is it a oh never mind i got confused there for a second <laughs> yeah. right, if anyone else thinks uh help slash hurt let's do let's have each person do one help point and one hurt point if you if you can think of that many why would you feel camaraderie or help eddie sounded like he was friendly towards uh lee so you could take a help point yeah. towards lee you know this is yeah, someone you respect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you have a minus one with uh, Robert because the golem just didn't respond to you at all, and you're kind that's, of weird. In that that's kind of weird. That's kind I, of brutal. I think I think if anything, I'm hurt. I feel like I I've hurt myself there. Like I. I <laughs> so you want I, Robert I, I just to take a hurt my, point my onto you? Huh? Okay. Well. Yeah. Like I I don't feel animosity towards any of these people. Like I I think this is a like I walked into a room full of what I would assume are like really interesting looking people who are really out of the norm and having mm-hmm. lived my entire life in this one neighborhood i think i'm intrigued more than anything yeah that's fair okay no hurt points that's fine 
Yeah. I'd have to pull up the Anything PDF, else? but I, I'm pretty oh, sure Agave has a help point on Kaz at the very least. I am yeah, actually one. unfamiliar with the rules. What do help or hurt points do? It's pretty easy to interpret in my mind. Anytime you have any reason to want to help one of your fellow PCs, just take a help point on them. If you have reason to hurt, come have conflict with them, you take a hurt point on them. You can then spend those points to either help them perform actions or... Uh, it just gives them a plus one to the roll. Okay. You I can think... spend a help to give them a plus one or a hurt to give them a minus one. Can I substitute my uh, hurt for, or for, for... Can I can I put another help on Robert? Or more specifically, Dog? Because I think I really want to impress Dog because I feel like I've made a bad impression to this clay <laughs> man. Yeah, sure. Take a help point on, on Robert. No, well, you could take a hurt point on me i think help i think a mix of help and hurt is good yeah uh, okay i'll i'll give a hurt onto kaz if i understand if you know what that is based entirely on assumptions though because i don't actually know how your abilities work so i i i don't know how anything works i in fact if there's a word that i would use to describe my character it's clueless <laughs> For one help tag for me, I'm interested in helping get the uh, Lee's soup kitchens up and running. Okay, yeah. I want to take a hurt point on Robert. He makes me extremely uncomfortable. Jeez. Yeah, that I, makes I, a lot I of feel sense. like uh, five minutes of conversation exhausting Robert completely might might be a hurt point as well from Robert to Agave. Oh, yeah. yeah, Robert, take a hurt point on Agave. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, just for first, just for adverse depression. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I could feel like I could come up with a reason to think of a help for pretty much anybody, but not a hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You can just take some help. Um, I'm take thinking one or two. Kaz and Agave seem like I have a very like. I think Kaz especially, it seems like they're sort of, they seem like a down and out person a little bit, and that's exactly the kind of person that Lee, like, responds to and, and deals with in their day-to-day -day life and tries to help out. So I feel like Lee sees, maybe not Kaz exactly in that role, but, like, sort of having aspects of that role and wanting to provide assistance. And Agave thinks Lee's a great, like, road repair person, and <laughs> going to take a help for that. <laughs> <laughs> hurt on Kaz depending how upset they are that I interpreted their secret language and then deadass responded in English oh that's why I took a, a hurt point on you that's why I, I said okay, you make me fair. extremely uncomfortable I, I think I would also take, take a hurt it? point for that exact same reason alright fair enough okay. hmm. we all good here <laughs>